Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of this newsletter is going to be, what is my purpose? I've got a really short email from a viewer here who is asking a question. He's, try, he's got like three different options here. He's trying to figure out what career path he should go to or what his purpose in life is. He's got some ideas, but he's not really sure about it. And this is one of the things that I spend a lot of time with working with clients is either people that are trying to figure out what their purpose is so they can choose a business to go into or a career path to choose or working with people who have had a career path they've been on for a while or a business that they've had for many years and it's just gotten to the point where they kind of feel like they're stuck in a rut or they're not really excited or they just simply don't have the same internal enthusiasm for their career or their business that they once had. And they obviously know they need to change something, but they're not really sure what it is because what's really difficult about that is just like with breaking up or ending a relationship that you've been in for a lot of years that deep down you know really has kind of run its course and it's time to end, your whole identity becomes associated with that career or that, perp or that business. And plus obviously your income, especially if you're used to a really good standard of living. So it's really tough to get to a place where you're doing really well in a career or a business and then you realize that it just doesn't do it for you anymore and you're, what you really want to do is maybe move in a different direction. So if it's a business, you may be looking at selling that particular business and going and doing something else or maybe changing careers. But if you've been an expert in your field 10, 15, 20 years in a certain area now you realize you want to completely go in a new direction, there's a lot of things you've got to consider, especially if you're starting a new business or going into a new career. If it's a completely new path or a brand new business that doesn't exist yet, obviously you're not going to be able to, unless you've got a lot of money saved in the bank, you're not going to be able to maintain your same standard of living. And so there's a lot of things to consider. It's different when you're young and you don't really know what you want to do yet or you're just starting out. You don't have a mortgage. You don't have car payments. You don't have kids. You don't have all these things that you're committed to that you just can't turn around and walk away from. So there's a lot of things to consider. So a lot of times what I'm doing with clients is I'm working with them to help them transition out of what it is they're doing now to building a business on the side or maybe going back to school or, or trying to figure out what their next career path happens to be so it's not completely disruptive and destructive to their lives. So before we get into this, viewer's email, I got a quick quote that I wrote that I want to share with you and then we're going to go through his email. And it says, our work life is where we spend most of our time. Studies have shown that the overwhelming majority of people are stuck in dead-end jobs or careers that simply do not uplift, motivate, or inspire them to greatness or to reach their full potential. If you do not like what you do for a living, you will never be able to force yourself to put in the time an effort to become great at it. Follow your heart, curiosity, passion, and intuition when searching for a career to pursue or a business to start. Great wealth comes as a byproduct of providing a useful service people, want, people are happy to pay for. The more inspired, enthusiastic, and passionate you are about the service or product that you provide for people who need, value, and want it, the more you will enjoy, relish, and appreciate your life. I mean, it's really common sense when you think about it. The majority of your time is spent at your career or your business. 
And if you don't like what you're doing, you're never really going to put in the effort, even if you get compensated enormously from it. Like back when I was in the real estate business, I got into that business because I really loved it and I really had a passion for it. And I really wanted to build. And I wanted to renovate homes and I wanted to be in that business. That's what I went to college for. I spent seven years getting an engineering degree because I wanted to learn how to build. I wanted to be in the construction business. And when I left the construction business and got into the real estate business side of things of actually buying, fixing, and selling properties, I met a guy who would later become my business partner. Now he was working for the same company that I had my real estate license hung with because he saw an opportunity there. He saw that there was significant amount of money to be made in that particular business and he had spent most of his life in sales but his heart was really in his music, was being a musician. But he had kind of given up that life of being a musician. He was a very successful musician many years before that. But he gave it up when his wife became pregnant with their first child. And so he gave up what he really loved and did what he thought he needed to do, which was to go into sales because that's pretty much what he'd always been good at in addition to being a musician. Because in his mind, well, being on the road is not really a good place to raise a family. So he gave up what he really loved doing and proceeded to embark on a basically 30-year path of doing things that he really didn't like doing because it paid the bills. And he often had many jobs that he was good at and he made good money at, but he was constantly every three or four years bouncing around to a new career, a new company, a new job because he just wasn't satisfied in it. Yeah, he was great at sales, but he he hated the businesses that he was involved in. Even with our company, as successful as it was and the fact that he was making half a million dollars a year, I heard this numerous times over the eight, ten years that we were in business or working together, which was, he says, you know, I absolutely fucking hate what I do. I hate this business. But you know what? When I get that paycheck, it makes it all better. And for me, I loved our business. I was excited about it. And when you looked at what he spent his money on, I took excess sums of my money and I reinvested it in the business to grow it. And what did he do? He took the money that he was making and he got involved in the in the music industry and in, in music businesses. He had a, uh, actually a guitar store because that's where his passion lied. And like for me, because I loved our business, that's why I reinvested my money into our into one of the divisions that I was in charge of to grow it. And that's why it grew to be so big because I had a passion for it. But for him, he took the cash that he was making and he invested it in something outside of the company, a completely different interest because that's just simply where his passions were. And the problem is, and one of the reasons why we never, we didn't stay in business together long term, obviously my goals and values changed and what I wanted. And plus he wasn't really committed to growing our business. He was really just in our company to earn a paycheck in essence so he could take his money and invest it and place it in things that were he was really passionate about. And so if, if you're going to do something with your life, you got to do something that really brings you true joy because long term, you'll never stick with things long term if you're really not into it. And so one of the things that I work with with people when they're trying to figure out what their purpose is, is I start asking them what their passions are. What are they really excited about? What are the kinds of things, the hobbies that they're involved in, the websites that, that they frequent or visit, the magazine subscriptions? that they have or the television programs that they tend to watch. 
because in some way, shape or form, if you're watching this and you're not really sure what you want to do with your life, you're already involved in some way, shape or form with the things that you love and you're passionate about. Maybe it's just a hobby that you're kind of involved in. It's like what I do now. Being a coach, is I didn't go to school for that. That's not what I – this was something I never even – was never even a thought. I didn't even know that this was a career possibility back when I was figuring these things out. It just started out as a passion to help myself. And because I got such great results in my own life and later in my friends' and family's lives when I taught them the things that I was learning and they got great results in their lives as well. And later on, my employees, I was teaching them the things that I now teach full-time and they've got great results in their lives. Eventually, it be, what I realized is this is what I was really truly passionate about. I still love to build. I love the smell of fresh cut lumber. I love construction. I love designing things. And I'm, that's always going to be a passion of mine. But it's really something that at this point in my life I invest in. It's not my sole purpose and mission in life. And that was something that just kind of evolved with time. And when I realized that my internal enthusiasm was going in a new direction, I was willing to get out of what I was doing, general real estate and mortgages, and to a degree the construction business to focus more on the coaching business because that's what I had a passion for. That's what I was excited about. And in those years where I was struggling to figure out a proper business model, a way to go about marketing and delivering the services and the knowledge that I had that I knew would help people, I was willing to stick with it. Because I couldn't imagine doing anything else. There was, no, In other words, I was basically willing to do what I do now for free for about four and a half years. I was, my expenses were, were exceeding my revenues. And I didn't care because I knew eventually that I would figure out the right combination to package this stuff up and deliver it to where people would get a really high amount of value out of it. And that's if you're, gonna be, if you're an entrepreneur type that you want to have your own business someday – you have to have that. You have to be doing something you really love and that you're excited about because if you're not excited about it when you're not making money at it, you just simply won't stick with it. And so that's why a lot of people come to me and they're trying to figure out what should I do next. My first question, you know, especially like when somebody says, hey, I got these three jobs. I got these three careers I can potentially go into. I don't even look at those things initially. What I really want to know from them is what are they passionate about, what do they really love. And the things that they're thinking about going into, it's like on a scale of 1 to 10, how emotionally compelling is that to you? I had a, one of my clients I was talking to today. He had two things he was looking at. One thing he thought he could make some decent money at it because he saw some demand. But on a scale of 1 to 10, it was only a 5-4. But the thing that he really wanted to do that he was really truly passionate about on a scale of 1 to 10, he had all these rules and reasons why he couldn't go and do that. Oh, there's no money in it. Well, that's what a lot of people do. They think, oh, there's no way I can make a living out of doing something I love. And then when we got into it and I started asking him questions, turns out that what he wanted to do, there's plenty of people that are already successful multimillionaires at it. And that's what a lot of people do. They, they start looking and researching their passions and their interests and they go, oh, but there's no money in it. And so when they think that way, they start doing some research. What do they do? Without realizing that their brain starts looking for all the people that have failed at it because their belief is there's no money in it. So therefore, they start looking for all the people who had the same passion and didn't make any money in it. But common sense would dictate if you want to be the most successful that you could be at anything, who is succeeding in your industry or your passions, what you're passionate about or what you want to do, 
Who's already succeeding at the highest level? Who's making the most money? Who's the most successful person in your field or the field that you want to go into or the business that you want to go into? And you either A, interview them, read their books, sit down with them, pick their brain, figure out what it is that makes their business successful or you go work for them so you can learn all the ins and outs and eventually go and do that on your own. As an entrepreneur, what a lot of people don't know is that when I was in my 20s, I was constantly always looking to get involved or start partnerships or get involved in some kind of business, whether sometimes it was real estate, sometimes it was other businesses with products or services. And I'd get together with people. I, I mean, there was numerous times before I actually got into a successful business partnership that was very lucrative for a number of years. I probably had it close to two dozen different businesses or partnerships that I had explored over the previous 10 years of my life that never went anywhere. Basically, you sit down, you meet people, you're like, hey, I got this passion, I've got this same passion, let's do this together. It's kind of like dating. What you want to see is that your potential business partners are actually putting the time and effort into doing, in other words, when they say they're going to do something, if they don't follow through on it, guess what? They're really not going to be a good business partner. And the business partnership that I had that lasted almost a decade, both of my partners, their roles were defined. We all knew what was ex expected of each of us. Each of us brought something to the table. Each of us had something that we were going to do or that we were good at that maybe one of the other partners really didn't want to do or just weren't very strong in. And so it was a good it was a good partnership. It was a good marriage from that perspective because we all brought something to the table and we all had clearly defined duties. In other words, and we actually did what we said we were going to do. That was the difference between all the partnerships that I potentially was exploring that never went anywhere. I got some of them were with friends or business or acquaintances that I had, and when it came time to actually taking action and doing what they said they were going to do, across the board, none of them ever did what they said they were going to do, and that's why you look. One of the reasons why you look at what people do instead of what they say, if you're, especially when it comes to business, because the only way a business partnership is going to work is where the people involved know what they're supposed to do, know what they're supposed to bring to the table, and they actually do what they say they're going to do. So I went through a lot of process, in essence, dating lots of potential business partners before I found a group of guys or two guys who actually had similar goals, similar values, and who were willing to follow through on, what they, on their commitments. In other words, they did what they said they were going to do. And that's why the business partnership worked, just like a relationship. A relationship's only going to work or a friendship's only going to work when everybody involved actually makes the effort that they say they're going to make. So let's go through this guy's email real quick. He says, hey coach, I'm 26 years old and I still haven't found my purpose in life yet. I still live with my family. I work the same job that I've had for eight years and I'm not happy with where I am in life. I'm very analytical and I think too much. I found that because of what I mentioned before, within the past four years, I let two women slip through my hands. And I'm talking about the women that you just have chemistry and connection with right off the bat. Anyways, you talk about asking yourself good quality questions and I need help with that. I tend to be stubborn and I don't like people telling me what to do per se. I hate working for someone else and I'm always changing my mind. And I grew up in a very religious background, 
So I felt boxed in most of my life. He says, dude, he says, I'm talking about girls wearing skirts all the time and can't even hold hands. No going to the movies, just fucking crazy. I mean, it's tough, especially living in a Western society where sex before marriage is, people really kind of think about that, like breathing these days. Whereas you grow up in a family, ah, no hand holding, oh, no short skirts on that date. That's kind of tough because you want to please your parents. And at the end of the day, when you're young, you believe that your parents know what they're talking about. It's not until you get a little older where you realize that, you know what? Mom and dad really don't have all the answers. He says, I'm just glad that my parents were not totally in agreement with the religious elders, but they just wanted the best for me, I guess. He says, these are the three paths that I'm contemplating. Number one, military. Number two, health and fitness. Number three, college. Again, if you and I were talking on the phone, I would want to know how emotionally compelling on a scale of 1 to 10 is the military. Obviously, you'd have an answer. How emotionally compelling on a scale of 1 to 10 is health and fitness. Number three, college. What are you going to major in? Just going to college for the sake of going to college, you have to have a major, something that you're excited about. I chose construction management because I wanted to build. Hearing backup sirens and alarms from construction equipment, watching stuff being built, watching cranes erect things, that was exciting to me. So going to school and choosing that major, I was interested in it. I was curious about it. My intuition, my heart, and my gut, it felt right to choose that. It literally felt good. And I couldn't come up with anything else that felt better than the construction industry because that's what I was passionate about. I was always building stuff with my hands and it appealed to me. I love watching Bob Vila's This Old House. I was excited about it. That's why I gravitated towards it. When it came to choosing careers and companies to work for when I was in my 20s, I worked for a small general contractor down in South Beach for a couple of years. Then I worked for a medium-sized developer general contractor. The reason I chose them is because they were developing condo projects in single-family home communities because I was contemplating at the time potentially becoming a developer. And I got to see all the ins and outs from that business. And then eventually the third company I worked for was part of Syntex Construction Group, which was the largest builder in the world back in the mid-90s. And I worked on a $150 million job at Disney World back then and we, I got to work with the finest materials in the world because Disney, when they do things, they only build stuff using the best paint, the best materials from all and they source this stuff from all over the world. And so I got to work on a really large project. It was a two-year project. And so I got to see everything in the construction industry from those three different completely – I went work from a small company, a medium company and a large company and that helped me make the decision as to which way to go and eventually when I was working for Syntex, I realized that it was time to start. I was ready. I was ready to sink my teeth into something. So I bought – I borrowed 50 grand on my credit cards. I quit my job and I bought two foreclosure properties and I started working on the first one. I didn't know how I was going to get to where I wanted to be. I just fucking went for it. Obviously looking back on it, it's kind of reckless to do that. But after about three or four months, I ended up going to work for the company that I was was buying my – my houses from and got my real estate license so I could learn that side of the business and I was able to earn income by flipping properties and, and selling properties to supplement the money that I was making on buying, fixing and selling properties because obviously I had to earn a living but the key was I followed my passion. I followed what I was curious about and those are the kinds of questions. Your purpose, your mission in life 
is the type of thing that on a scale of 1 to 10, when you think about doing it at the highest level, it's a 10 or 11. If, you're, if you think about doing something, it's only a 5 or a 6, you need to keep looking. You need to keep searching and asking those questions. And when you find something that's a 10, then you've got to identify somebody who's already succeeding at the highest level. When you look around the world at a business or an individual that literally is the most successful in their field or the top four or five companies or people that are the most successful in the field, that's who you want to study. You want to study the people that have made it, that have succeeded at it. You don't want to go look at all the people that failed because a strategic planner taught me this many years ago. There's no such thing as a bad idea, only bad plans. And if your plan sucks, no matter how passionate you are about it, you're going to fucking fail. That's why you want to model the success of other people. You want to find people that are already succeeding at the highest level already. In other words, don't go and reinvent the wheel. Go find somebody that's already done all the hard work and go work for them or study them. Interview them. Talk to them. Get their advice. Get them to advise you on what path you should take because at the end of the day, any business or any career just simply boils down to providing a product or a service that people highly value and are willing to pay for. And the bigger the problem is that you can solve, the bigger your potential for earning income. If you'd like to get my help personally to help you figure out what your purpose is or maybe you've kind of hit the glass ceiling or you just kind of are bored and you're kind of become stagnant in your career or your business and you're ready for the next challenge in your life, I would suggest booking a paid phone or Skype coaching session with me personally. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen and follow the instructions. And I will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.